This episode is brought to you by my brand new membership program for moms, the Mission Motherhood Academy. The Mission Motherhood Academy was created for mission-driven mamas who are ready to conquer their mental load and write a motherhood narrative that is filled with intention, joy, and honors the mission of motherhood that God has called them to. Through my monthly live workshop and group coaching program, you will go through the seven-tier Mission Motherhood framework that will teach you how to manage motherhood strategically and intentionally so you can get back to what matters most, your mission. This program is like none other, with a mix of live workshops, monthly mini courses, group coaching calls, guest expert sessions, and a private community just for you. You'll be fully equipped to step into the motherhood mission God is calling you to without the overwhelm. Topics we will cover include identifying the gaps in your current systems and creating strategic solutions around them, becoming solutions-oriented and choosing joy even on your hardest days, simplifying and organizing your home so that your home serves you well, creating and implementing structured yet flexible routines for you and your family that will put you back in the driver's seat, and more. We will focus on building and solidifying your foundation in the home so that you can be intentional and present in every area God has called you. So what are you waiting for? Head to carolinejsemlin.com slash join MMA right now to enroll. Plans start at just $29 a month. That's carolinejsemlin.com slash join MMA. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, mama, what's going on today? Today, we are talking about mental load. And I want to ask you right now to come find me on Instagram and tell me how your mental load is doing. Seriously, I want to hear from you. Find me over on Insta at Caroline J. Sumlin and send me a DM. Let's chat about mental load and how it's affecting you. I want to serve you. I want to hear from you. And I want to make sure I'm creating content that best serves you right where you are and speaks to you right where you are and helps you make transformation right where you are. So do me that favor, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Okay, so what exactly is mental load? The mental load is the constant pressure, the running to-do list, the debilitating overwhelm, and a heap of mom guilt on top of that that comes with motherhood. It's the weight of trying to balance taking care of your children, parent them appropriately, make sure their emotional needs are met, manage all the ongoing tasks that come with being a mom, clean, maintain, and manage the home, serve your spouse, and somehow find time to make sure your needs are met. So the real question is, 
why do we have this mental load? I mean, it just listed all these things that honestly, if you're listening to it, it's like listening to that list, your mind probably already felt overloaded. But I actually wondered, you know, is this just a a modern mom thing? It's something that I had kind of asked my mom about actually just like, you know, did you struggle with mom guilt? Did you struggle with having a mental load of just all the things that you were you had to do as a mom and she was a single mom and she she alluded to the fact that there was there was no real guilt like she never felt guilty for anything she just had this mindset of like well I just got to do what I got to do I had to go to work you had to go to daycare you know I think she said that one of the the things that probably stressed her out the most was like most moms like you know maybe getting out of the house in the morning or you know getting back home and putting dinner on the table but for the most part she felt like you know, she was fine. She didn't really have any issues with trying to manage everything. And I really wondered, like, what that was. Like, why Why is it that, you know, maybe us millennial moms or just newer generational moms have this just struggle and this constant pressure on us that is resulting in this mental load? Now, I'm not saying that other moms that, you know, are like maybe some of you listening, maybe you've spoken to some of your moms and your moms fully identify with and, and remember that mental load or something along those lines. I don't think that, you know, it's just us, but I I do think that there's something about the modern mom culture that makes our mental load maybe just that much more overwhelming or that much more heavy. um, If that, if that, communicates that correctly. So I'm not a mental health expert and I do plan to have some on the show in the future, but I believe our mental load comes from a few places. One, I think it comes from impossible standards that we place on ourselves to be perfect, handle everything ourselves, and just quote, know what to do, unquote. That's me and my little air quotes here, because we are moms and it should just come naturally to us. I think that we think that our mothers and their mothers were able to figure everything out for themselves and that because they did, we should be able to as well. Maybe our elders didn't really rely on books or coaches, courses, podcasts. Actually, that's not a maybe. They didn't. They didn't rely on those things. Maybe books. But, you know, for the most part, like they didn't have motherhood coaches when my mother was learning how to be a mother or your mother was learning how to be a mother or these online courses or podcasts or anything like that. Parenting experts, all that stuff. So I think there's just something in the back of our mind that kind of feels like, well, why should we like, why should we need additional help and invest? Like, why would this be an area that I would invest in or, you know, that, that invest that's time, money, anything in when I should be able to just figure this out when it should just come naturally, like I saw it come naturally to my mother. Also, side note, I think this is really huge in the black community. Um, I don't think I know. I know this is huge in the black community. Of course, I cannot speak for my white listeners and what your community feel around this is. And, you know, feel free to please reach out to me and let me know. But specifically, specifically for my black moms and my my black community, we we do not like getting help for anything like that's really hard for us. It's a pride issue. Mental health has always been a really taboo thing in the black community. And and, you know, we look at our moms and our grandmas and our aunties and everything and nobody did anything with like they helped each other, maybe. But they it wasn't like you know, you didn't show a struggle, you showed strength, you showed faith, you you went, you know, that that would that was all that was. So if there was a mental load, it wasn't talked about. So 
you know, us as younger moms going into this, you know, maybe we didn't see our moms ever struggle or ever, you know, need or ever really show a weakness. And so we are like, wondering like, what's wrong with us. And maybe we even put more pressure on ourselves and set these standards for ourselves just on the sheer fact of comparing ourselves to our mothers and grandmothers of previous generations. This is just an, I don't say an assumption, but it's, it's, it's more of like, it's a conclusion, an inference maybe that's my teacher, um, my teacher vocabulary coming, vocabulary coming out there. But that's just a conclusion that I have come to um, just based off of my conversations and just things that I have, I have, um, I have observed. Um, So there's that there's, there's the, the, the pressure from, you know, our four, our four generations um, that we think that maybe we should be able to do it all just like they did. And, you know, newsflash, they didn't. Um, I spoke with my mom about this as well. And she was like, well, I, I was a single mom, but I had friends. Like I, you know, we, we helped each other. Like I would get my, my girlfriend and she would come over and drop her kids off. And if she needed something and vice versa, you were always other people's houses and, you know, sleepovers were more common. Um, just, just getting help was, was a common thing when it just came to like childcare. I think there was never like a shame in that or never like a, like, um, a feeling that, you know, like childcare shouldn't be a thing or this stay at home mom versus work at home or work working mom like that, that wasn't a thing. Like who's better? Like, no, like none of that was a thing. It was all just, you know, like, Hey, I want to go here. I want to go there. Okay. Let me just figure out how I can get someone to watch the kids or put the kids in, put a movie on. My mom had no issues putting a movie on. So I think there's also like a lot of information that we have now in our society too, where it's like, okay, well, screen time, screen time has to be limited and we, you know, we can't do this. And, you know, no one goes outside and just rides around anymore and plays and rides their bike or whatever, because, you know, things are so much more dangerous now, you know, before when I was a kid, I know that I would be outside for hours and my, I would like be in the trees somewhere. My mom had no idea where I was. Right. And she was in the house cooking. So there's so many dynamics, I think that are just generational, um, and that being said, it's kind of getting into that modern part. I think the other part of the pressure comes from our society and modern culture. Because of social media, we are constantly in a comparison battle with other moms we have never met. Now, disclaimer, because as you all know, if you follow me on social media, if you don't, shameless plug, go follow me because I think I offer some really great content over there. But um, I obviously am a social media user. I love social media. I don't think social media is completely bad. I actually think when it's used intentionally, it can be really great. I use social media to share my parenting tips with other moms and equip all mothers to take ownership of their motherhood. And when we use social media to equip and uplift each other, then then it's amazing. And that's that's like that's awesome. I learn so much on social media every day from how to homeschool my children and in different curriculum to use and being connected with other homeschool moms and a whole homeschool world that I had no idea was out there. I had no idea it existed. And I would have never known if it wasn't for social media. Um, I've been introduced to open-ended play and high quality toys and toys that weren't sold in stores. Like I really, when I first became a mom, thought I was just, I just had to get what was that Bye Bye Baby and that was it for toys. And I hated all of them, but I didn't know there was anything else out there thanks to social media I'm like oh this whole world of Waldorf and Montessori like what is this so social media is wonderful and we can gain a lot of information we have a lot more knowledge you know nowadays than than our parents did which I think there's 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 pluses and minuses to that right like on one hand ignorance is bliss but on the other hand on the other hand 
it's like the more we, the when we know better, we do better, right? So, um, I there's there's a lot of things that I do differently that my mom didn't do that I'm sure your parents didn't do, and my mom doesn't quite understand because she's just like, why does it matter? And I'm like, but it but it does. I, I've learned this, you know. So there's there's on the flip side, we learn this information, we can we can grow and we can learn and we can better our motherhood journey and we can better the lives of our kids and we can just keep passing down. You know, we always want the next generation to be better than what we were, right? And to have it better than what we had. That that's 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 the way we want to go. So I think that's all great. But at the same time, at the same time, it can be really taxing. And if we're not careful, it can be toxic. The constant information and the comparing ourselves to one another adds greatly to our mental load. Our minds are constantly spinning with new thoughts, ideas, worries, concerns, things we should or shouldn't be doing, the awful comparison trap, and more. Lastly, I think a lot of it comes from lack of knowledge. This is a problem I see a lot in our culture. We put a lot of emphasis on the wrong things or the things that aren't nearly as important as as what we should be focusing on, I should say. I won't want to say they're the wrong things, but just not nearly as important as I think are the main things we should be focusing on when preparing for motherhood. So for example, I... Per, and I, I will say this personally, I know that this this is an opinion, this is not a fact, but it feels like there is more attention on gender reveals and baby registries than there is on actually preparing for the baby to arrive. Not to say again that those things aren't important, fun, or even necessary, you know? Pregnancy is hard enough and we should celebrate. But they should not be the only things that we focusing on that we are focusing on when we're pregnant or preparing to have a child. So I can say that for, you know, for foster and adoptive adoptive parents as well. Preparing for your parenthood journey is just as important as preparing for marriage. And seeking continuous knowledge and expertise after the baby arrives is even more important. Same thing in marriage. You know, we do our prenatal prenatal counseling, guys. (laughs) No, we do our premarital counseling. And then for whatever reason, we think we're just good to go. And then we don't, we don't, we we look confused when marriages are, are falling apart in the first five years. Those first five years are the hardest. I mean, throughout the duration of marriage. Marriage counseling should be a number one, number two, at least thing that's like a priority if you if you can swing that financially, you know, and, and if not, if you can't swing it financially, then, you know, you at least try to seek wise counsel within your church. Um, older pastors or older friends that are, that are just a couple seasons ahead of you that are doing really well in their marriage, you can glean wisdom from them as well. So same thing with motherhood, right? Um you know, there's so much information out there and the not, and seeking knowledge and expertise is important when we're pregnant or we're preparing to become mothers in whatever shape or form we prepare for that. Not to say that focusing on pregnancy isn't important because it is. I mean, pregnancy is so hard and we should be focusing on the pregnancy. But a lot of times I talk to expecting moms and they ask me what they should be, like, what's their number one advice that I can give them right now? And I'm like, focus way more, like at least a two to one ratio more on what's going to happen when the baby gets here than you are on the pregnancy. You know, for the most part, of course, I know there's complications, etc. I am the victim of con- of comp- complications in pregnancy, so I understand. But for the most part, our body's going to do what it's going to do, right? Like for, we don't really have much control, much control of 
what happens inside our bellies when we're pregnant. We can take the prenatal vitamins, of course, go to the appointments, do that kind of thing, like all those precautions, like, yes, absolutely. And we should also equip ourselves with knowledge to what, you know, what to do, you know, during labor and delivery and that kind of thing, like, again, super important. But again, for the most part, the body's going to grow the baby and we can't, like, we don't get up every morning and like, grow the baby ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we do because it's happening inside of us, but we're not actively like pressing buttons to grow the baby. (laughs) So we should be taking that time when we're resting or relaxing, when our, our hubby's giving us a foot rub or whatever to read more books and go to parenting groups, you know, more than our our, you know, hospital birthing class and really do the work and do the research on what it takes to like what what knowledge we need to have when the baby actually gets here and we should continue to seek that knowledge and expertise after our babies get here after our babies become toddlers and then when they go from toddlers to being like what's next little kids (laughs) um the 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 proper terminology escaped me but throughout their entire childhood journey we should be seeking expertise and knowledge from, you know, again, also people that are ahead of us in life seasonally, especially if finances are an issue. Um, or maybe all you can do is just invest in a couple of books and you just, you know, maybe you do that a couple times. Every single time your season of motherhood changes, you just invest in a book that helps you change. Or if you are able to swing it, you know, things like courses and, you know, my membership program and coaches and things of that nature. I mean, mental health experts, child health experts, psychologists, therapists, like there's so many parenting experts out there that make their career around helping moms and dads make their motherhood slash fatherhood journey that much easier. And it seems as though most moms are not taking, like are really not using those resources to their full advantage. And I think so much of that has to do with where our mental load comes from, because when you're drowning simply because you don't know how to properly identify and solve your problems to begin with, then you're just going to continue to drown, right? Like it's going to just this be this perpetual exhaustion drowning cycle and having no time to actually figure it out um, once you get kind of like further into that cycle of the exhaustion and the drowning. I think just it just makes it that much harder to seek the help sometimes, you know, sometimes it can be easier. We Maybe you have to get to that point where it's like, oh my goodness, I've hit rock bottom, I need help. But what if you didn't have to hit rock bottom? What if you just made it your intention to seek help always and that learning and growth and improvement and figuring things out and choosing not to let the difficulties of motherhood defeat you? What if you made that like your intention in motherhood. Like just just imagine that with me. What would that look like? How in the world could that, how much better could that be if that was how you chose to handle motherhood instead of the latter where you just struggle, 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 don't really figure it out, keep hoping things will be different, struggle, 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 done, right? So that being said, is the mental load inevitable Or is it something that we can conquer, just given everything I just said? I firmly believe it's a both and. It's both. Not an either or, a both and. 
I don't think the mental load ever fully goes away um, because I think that's just realistic when it comes to life and motherhood and being an adult and all the things. But I do believe that we can manage it and we can choose how we allow it to control us or influence us on a daily basis. The truth is a lot of the things that are a part of the mental load are inevitable. Like I just said, it's a part of being an adult. The running list of to-dos eventually need to get done. Some of this is just part of life. And we have tiny humans that we're responsible for raising. So we add that in there and then you really have you know, more things in our mind that's constantly spinning around, right? The worries, the fears, the stresses, all that that come with the that come with the job that are just part of the job description of motherhood. And of course, as mission driven mamas, we want to do motherhood with the utmost intention. We want to we don't want to just keep our little humans alive. We want to raise little disciples. We want to raise kingdom leaders and world changers. So Of course, our mind is going to spin constantly. The problem is when the mental load is controlling us instead of us controlling it. When the mental load is that debilitating or overwhelming, it affects not just us, but our entire family. As mothers, we set the temperature in our homes. That in and of itself can feel burdensome if we let it. But here's the deal. That is an honor and a privilege. We are the backbone of our family. It's a huge responsibility, but it's one that can be done well and with joy instead of drowning, especially because we have the Lord to equip us to do just that. But if you're at a point where your mental load is seriously consuming you, then it's time to stand up to that mental load and declare that you are determined to not let it steal your joy from you or your family. That it's time to do whatever you need to do to get the help you need to get to get things in order and, and conquer it so you can reclaim your joy. I look at the mental load, the mental load, the mental load, right? Like it's a thing. I look at that like the enemy, like the devil himself. In fact, I think it's a tactic that the enemy uses. I'm convinced it, the devil we know comes to kill, steal, kill and destroy And he uses the mental load to do just that, steal, kill, and destroy our joy, our motivation, our mission, our purpose, and our precious moments with our family that we won't ever get back. Like family, the devil hates family. The devil hates unity. So he's going to figure out how to like make it really difficult and destroy it. Like that, that's his MO. I actually want to tell you a quick story of what my mental load did to my family. My stress caused my husband to feel like he could never make me happy, my stepson to think the atmosphere in the house is always negative, and for all of us to spend a lot of our time running around in circles because of the frenzy I was in. Oh, and by the way, I have a stepson. I'm not sure if I mentioned that on previous episodes, but I believe I did. I would be frustrated at my husband for not being more sympathetic, but the truth is that he had had enough. My overwhelm was weighing him down. And while there's a lot to unpack there, and that's a podcast episode for another time, maybe I'll have him on as a guest. Ultimately, it was and still is up to me to take ownership of my mental health and get the help that I needed to get my joy back. I'm happy to say that I'm in a much different place now. As much as I want to continue to tell you how I got there, that would just make this episode way too long. So that will come at another time. But this is why I created the Mission Motherhood Academy. 
you know, because mamas not only need community, but we need a place where we can constantly learn and grow and be equipped to conquer this mental load. Attending monthly workshops that teach you something new every single month that you can put that you can put in your mama tool belt and begin to really make a difference in your life and take back ownership of your motherhood is a serious game changer. It's honestly what's missing. When I when I think about all the things I said from society to comparison to all the knowledge, not enough knowledge, like all of that is is hard. It's a lot. It's all contributing to our mental load. And the thing about it is moms just need a consistent place, a consistent way where we can learn just and constantly grow. It's like that. It's like that therapy that that like if we were to get um, marriage counseling, right? Like while this is not a therapy program, it's not a counseling program. This is going to be so therapeutic and such and so educational at the same time. You're going to be learning, growing, equipping yourself as a mom, growing in community, which is so therapeutic and so needed, leaning on other moms and myself for support and so much more. So again, I really do believe it's what's missing. I really do. It's how we can begin to say enough is enough to our mental load. It has no place to come and drown us or steal our joy anymore. If you're ready to say yes to joy and no to the overwhelm, then I'd love to invite you into the Mission Motherhood Academy. Doors close next week and plans start at just $29 a month. Just head to carolinejsomelin.com slash join MMA to learn more about the Academy and join today. I will see you inside the Academy and I will see you in the next episode. Don't forget, Mama, your mental load does not have the right to steal your joy. Don't forget to come on over to Instagram and tell me about your mental load. I would love to just send you a quick voice note, give you some encouragement, help you out in any way that I could as well. Um, and really just connect to you, connect with you. Um, because I, that's, that's what I feel so strongly that I'm, that I'm here to do. So, um, so yes, please don't forget to do that. And lastly, one last, one last reminder, if you haven't already rated this, um, rated this podcast and left me a review, I would greatly appreciate that. I know that so many of you reach out to me on Instagram and tell me how much you love the show. But if you really love the show that much, I would love for you to just take a moment right now to rate and review the show because that is how the podcast can be further up in search results and um, maybe even eventually on the new and noteworthy page for Apple Podcasts so more moms can tune in and, and gain what they didn't realize was missing. I, I really want this podcast to be an amazing movement, an amazing community of moms, and I need your help to do that. So please do those. Do me that favor. Give me that. Um, I shouldn't say give me, but leave me that review. Come on over to Instagram. Tag me. Let's start a deal. Let's start a conversation. Tag me in this show. Let, let your friends know that you're listening to this. And again, I know I said this before, but I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.